What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. It's been a while. It's been a long while. I needed a break. Yeah, it's good to take a break. Yeah, rest. Um, I'm really excited about today. I've talked about this person a lot on episodes and our friendship and story, and they are finally here to share the other side of the story. Anyways, <laughs> today we have my best friend, Catherine. Hi. Worship leader at our church, voice that is amazing. Thanks. Yeah. Someone who helps me learn how to sing properly. Anyways, <laughs> my friend Catherine, thanks for coming. Yay. I'm excited. It's been a long time overdue. Yeah. You've been asking me for like since you started the podcast. A year ago. It's been yeah. like a year yeah. since I started. I wasn't ready. And a lot has happened in oh. a year. So much has happened. <sighs> so we don't need to go there yet. <laughs> no, let's wait. Anyways. Oh. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Okay, so we can just start by talking about how we met. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Um, some people know I started going to our church, which is called Moore, um, almost exactly six years ago, like a month shy of six years. Mm-hmm. Um, when my nephew got dedicated, my sister and brother-in-law were already going there. And the first time I went, Catherine was a really big reason why we stayed um, we went and got there during worship and I heard Catherine singing and I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. Um, I, heard, I don't even know if I know this. <laughs> yeah. I heard Catherine singing. I had been needing to go to church for a while. I told Maddie, I was like, I either need to find church friends or I need to get on antidepressants because I'm not going to survive this season. Mm-hmm. It was like that place. And so we walk into more, I was so nervous. Um, which I was thinking about this morning, like walking into a church is really scary mm-hmm. as an LGBT person because of the trauma that's happened over the years. But yeah. you walk in, Catherine's singing, eventually they get to um, Good Good Father. And it felt for me, it felt like they were stuck on this bridge for like 10 minutes, which <laughs> now being on the worship team for so many years, I know we were not stuck on a bridge for 10 minutes. Not 10 minutes, but... <laughs> yeah, it was probably sung three times, but to me it felt like 100. Um sung directly to you (laughs) it was it was like an out-of-body experience because i was like thinking about it and when i think back on that moment it felt like a long conversation with god where Mm -hmm. he's like are you listening i'm a good good father it's who i am and you're loved by me that's who you are you need to remember who you are yeah but for me it was like out of body now knowing that we usually sing a bridge three times maybe four i know it was (laughs) not as much so it was totally a moment but Catherine had this voice and this gift I say had, has. Um, that, I used to. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> She's not good anymore. No. Um, <laughs> that just, if you've been around her singing, you'd understand. But yeah, you're. Thanks, friend. Yeah, you, you sang that song and that was like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. Mm. Yeah. And then. And that's what happens when the Lord speaks to yeah. you. It's like. More is very full of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, 
I don't know that we actually met that day. I thought you waved at me, but you could have totally been waving at my sister. I mean, I might have waved at y'all. I. It felt like you looked right at us and waved. I'm like, oh my god, she sees us. <laughs> um, I probably, honestly, like thinking back. I mean, I probably was waving at Veronica and smiling at her, but I think definitely was trying to direct attention to y'all too because I knew that you were obviously like family or somebody I had never met, and mm-hmm. I. You know, that's one thing about more is that, um, I mean, I've gone to churches where literally no one will talk to me or look at me or say hi. Like, you know, I mean, it's not like they're being rude, really. It's just that they're in their own zone. And I know how that is, too, because I know that there's been plenty of Sundays where I'm like in the zone. I'm like walking through. Like, I really try to be intentional to make people feel like welcome because I'm always glad that everyone's there, you know, like. Obviously, you're couldn't. really good at that. I try. I've watched you for. I mean, I love people. I genuinely like love people, and I love to see new people. So I probably was waving at Veronica, but I was definitely wanting to like, like, hi. I don't know you, but hi. Yeah. So that's funny. No, you're really. I was like thinking about this. Like you, I give you a hard time about it all the time. You're <clears> so <throat> nice to everyone. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, I want to stay like in my little. I'm shy and I'm overwhelmed, but you do. Go above and beyond to make people feel seen and welcome. Thanks. Yeah, you're good at it. Thanks. I'm glad one of us is good at that <laughs> in this friendship. <laughs> but then we, I don't, I don't know that we met. I don't, I don't think, think we so. did. I probably ran out of there as fast as I could. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed. Um, I but, met, I think I met Chantel. No, Maddie met Chantel that day, but I don't really think I talked to anyone. Yeah, the time that I remember meeting you and I don't even remember why you went with Jared you came to practice with Jared we had already I think I had already talked to Jennifer about doing worship so had I already met you because I think I like maybe maybe I had shaken hands with you and I knew your name Mm -hmm. so I must have met you I just don't remember the first time I ever yeah I don't remember the first time okay I don't I like cannot remember the first time we actually met, but I do know that I had already talked to Jennifer about being on the team. Yes. And Jennifer had talked to Daryl who talked to you. Yes. Yes. And so that's why I went to practice. Cause usually people who come. Yeah. They like want to be on the team. They come to practice at least once to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time I remembered talking mm-hmm. and probably I think we set up a time to hang out. Mm-hmm. around that yeah day, that maybe, night maybe yeah but anyways the night the day i know we got to know each other <laughs> was i remember that day yeah we um i was i really hadn't gotten to know anyone yet i kind of hadn't talked with jen mm-hmm. um messaged more than talk i, I seem to be more brave in messages in the beginning <sighs> of a friendship um mm-hmm. But then we set up a time to hang out, and for me to mm-hmm. it was mainly supposed to be for me to sing so you could hear my voice and get to know each other. Yeah. It's kind of like an audition process without being like an audition, like, hey, sing for me. Okay, check, check. You know, like <laughs> we don't have that kind of a formal audition process. So we're well, just like, hey, come hang out and yeah. jam with us or sing with me or, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. I don't even remember what I sang, but... I sang, we went, we hung out in your office and that day was amazing for me because it was like the first time 
I got to really share my story with someone who was not just in a church, but like you had leadership in a church. Mm. And I'd shared a little with Jen, but with you, like we went, we hung out for like six plus hours. Yeah. It turned into a really awesome day. (laughs) It was, it was so great. Like it was just, um, immediately like you and I have always like just clicked friendship wise. Like I feel like we are kindred spirits. I feel like, you know, just our personalities mesh well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we are both, we like to be vulnerable and just like talk about real stuff. Mm-hmm. And we definitely did. It was just like, you were really brave to do that. Cause I was kind of like treading lightly. I was like, you know, I mean, whatever. I was just like, you want to come sing and we can talk, but it just kind of turned into like you giving me like your whole story. And I was like, wow, like she's being really open and, and vulnerable, which I love. And um, I love to be that with people as well. And mm-hmm. so it just made me, I don't know, love you more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably why we clicked because we are very, I dove right in. And I remember we were talking the other day about how I told you the moment that God was like, I made you gay. I did this for a reason so you could be a voice between the church and the LGBTQ community, you could be a bridge, which still like saying that out loud to someone for the first time who wasn't like my wife or my mom, you know, mm-hmm. was weird because I really didn't talk about it to very many people up to that point. Yeah. Um, so I know that you really didn't have any friends like me or like Madi up to this point in your life. There yeah. were two guys that went to church, but like... There were two guys that went to church that... Um, were gay that I knew and loved so much, um, but like wasn't, you know, didn't like live life with them. Um, I had, you know, friends growing up. I had one friend that was gay growing up, but he was always kind of out. And then, you know, like, and I can't remember when he officially came out, but you know, he was part of my friend group. He was one of my best friends when I was like elementary, middle school. Um, but he was really more my best friend's best friend, Mm -hmm. you know, like they like were brother and sister, you know, Mm -hmm. still are to this day. Um, so Orion, I've always loved him. Um, but I've never like talked about that. Like Orion and I never talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, the other guys at at the church, like I never really had that kind of conversation about it. So no, I don't think I, I definitely had never had friends that like, um, were already gay, already married, like, and then we became friends, like, Mm -hmm. in that, you know, I had had friends that, you know, were gay, but nobody knew it, and then they came out, you know, like, those things happened, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it was definitely a new experience, you know, talking to you and just being, like, just asking you, letting me ask the questions that I was curious about, like, about your life, you know, because it's just different than mine, and, um, yeah, I was thankful for that. It's kind of, changed my life truly like very very much (laughs) yeah um one of the things that one of the main reasons i wanted to have you on besides the fact that i love you and i think you're awesome (laughs) is i know we've gotten a lot of mine and maddie's perspective on the podcast but there i always think about the people who are going through like you, you're a leader, the 
beginning of our friendship was also about me openly gay becoming someone on the worship team. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, I will never have a straight person's perspective on that um, process. And that was something that had not been done. Rafa led prayer, and I know that that had stirred some things, but we also knew me being given a microphone to sing was going to be like this new thing. And yeah, I think we were really careful, but can you walk us through that process and how that was on your side? Oh, well, you know, whenever, whenever I first even knew that you wanted to sing, Daryl had called me, you Mm -hmm. know, Jennifer told Daryl that you wanted to sing, um, and Daryl called me and he was like, Hey, you know, um, Veronica's sister, Leticia wants to sing. And, um, I can't even remember really what he said. Like he was like, so I think he asked me, he's like, so are you willing to like, you know, mentor her kind of? And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's totally fine. And I mean, I pretty much was like asking Daryl, like, I'm like, well, if, if you're fine with it, I'm fine with it. Like, I mean, it's kind of like one of those things that has never, has never come up. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, like, it's not that it never would have been done. It's just that it never, it never come up yet. Yeah. So, um, he was like, no, I I want you to mentor her. And, and, you know, just, he's like, I don't know if she can sing, like (laughs) see if she can sing. And I'm like, okay. So, uh, so then that happened. So, I mean, I don't know, just like how he was with it, like immediately set the tone for how I was going to be with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, like it didn't, didn't bother me. I honestly didn't think about all of the religious things that would, would come up eventually like they did. Like Mm. I didn't ultimately think about that. All I was thinking about was you're a person, you want to sing, you want to feel loved, you want a place. Like I had been there. Yeah. I'd been, I had had nowhere to sing. I wanted somewhere to sing. I, I had wanted community and friendship. I didn't have that. And more was that place for me. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, duh. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it just wasn't, it was no big deal for me. Um, but then, you know, meeting with you um, that day was awesome. And at the same time, so challenging. Like mm-hmm. then, uh, I know we talked about this just a second ago, like you saying, whenever you told me, like God told me that I was gay and that he made me this way to be a bridge. And, I, um, that was the first time I'd felt like this offense, like rise up in me, like in, I was like, whoa, like that's weird. Cause that's not normally like the way I feel about things. But I was kind of like this, like, oh my gosh, she just said that <laughs> like, and, uh, it was the, it was, so, it was funny because at first, you know, you'd think like, oh, that's, that's the Holy spirit talking to me. But what was so interesting about that moment (laughs) was that I actually felt that way, this offense rise up in me. And then I felt the Holy Spirit and I know him very well too. And he, he just, I felt this like push on my heart and he said, listen to her. Hmm. He didn't say, you know, he didn't like say, oh yeah, she's completely right. I totally told her that. And like all the things like he didn't, he didn't go there with me. All he, all he needed to tell me was calm down Mm -hmm. and listen to her 
you know? And I'm like, oh, like I felt immediate peace. And mm -hmm. I knew, I was like, okay, so where is that offense coming from? I mean, I was having this whole conversation in my head while you were like spilling your heart out. And I was like, <laughs> it was this so, such an interesting, um, it, it was a just, it was a really beautiful moment for me. And it was a life changing moment for me. Um, because after I settled down and listened, mm -hmm. I was able to think about a lot of things. And I remember telling you that day, like about being like trying to be like, be put in your shoes mm -hmm. and like, think about like how, I don't know, like how it would feel like, you know, if the world was completely different and girls were supposed to be with girls and boys were supposed to be with boys. And it was actually like, you know, in the religious community, a sin to be with the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. Like if that was the case and I had felt the way I'd felt my whole life, like I had been so boy crazy, like mm -hmm. my whole life. I just remember like having those kinds of things come up in my brain of like, I've never thought about this. I've never put myself in her shoes. Like, mm -hmm. so I don't know. It was such an interesting day. It was a beautiful day. Um, and then you and I, I mean, honestly, we were just really close friends after that. Yeah. And we met like once a week, um, to sing and we sang and we talked and we hung out. Um, and it was great. And you, like I said, you were so open to me asking questions. Like I had so many questions mm -hmm. and I would ask them and, um, and nothing really, um, nothing really happened at church at first because I mean like mm -mm. y'all were coming to church and you know maybe people like some people knew that y'all were married but like a lot of people just like assumed probably that sisters. you were sisters <laughs> still, or cousins still or, I know I'm sure there's still people <laughs> I mean you know and uh yeah because y'all don't really fit like the typical like you know the roles of Mm -hmm. uh, the cliche. Yeah, the cliche, which is like, you know, it's fine when people do. It's just y'all y'all don't. So I think it's that's why it's not like as obvious. But mm -hmm. um I remember I remember this one Sunday you getting a prophetic word mm -hmm. from somebody and uh we were standing you and I were standing together and mm -hmm. nobody knew that for like I mean it had been like five months, like every week. Practicing. We were singing, we were singing together, like practicing in my office and just like, you know, doing vocal lessons pretty much. Um, and it was for the purpose of you singing on a Sunday, but we were being careful. We were being, you know, I don't even, I don't even know how to say what it is. We were just being cautious, like of the timing mm -hmm. and we were talking about it. Like even the, I mean, I'm pretty sure the elders you know, we're talking about it and the staff, we were all talking about it and just like letting everyone know, like, this is something that we're going to do and it hasn't been done before. And that's why mm -hmm. we were treading lightly. It was not because we thought any way of you, it was just this, we knew it would be a big deal. And, um, so, but I remember you getting this prophetic word and, uh, she walked up to us and she was like, Hey, I don't know if you sing or not. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, <laughs> like nobody knows, but she does. Yeah, she does. You know, it's so hilarious. And, uh, and you're like, yeah, I do. And she was like, I just 
like the Lord told me today that he just loves your worship. Like he loves when you worship him. And I was like, wow, this is so cool, God. You know, because like, I just think as, as, um, a Christian in the Bible belt, growing up my whole life in church, you know, like you hear what you hear about, Mm. you know, gay people. And you're like, oh, this is, this is a sin. And God is like so mad and so blah, 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 all these things. And it's just like, he was proving that wrong to me. Mm -hmm. And that whole time, it was just like these things that, that were, I don't know. It was just so odd. Like something that I thought wouldn't be allowed, um, you know, was happening and I was kind of in the middle of it and I was like, wow, okay. I just seeing this unfold. So I thought it was really cool that that happened. Um, and then like a month maybe later, I mean, Mm -hmm. we, I think we met for six or seven months before you sang on a Sunday and you sang on that Sunday. And I remember that Sunday, like I was, um, I was aware that it was, um, probably going to be different for some people, especially, you know, I mean, probably a lot of people didn't even know, like, like still, you know, just yeah. kind of were oblivious. Um, but then some people were very, aware. you know, aware of it. Um, and it was a, it was an awesome Sunday. I remember really like feeling, feeling the Holy Spirit move in worship and just all these things. Like I feel, it feels dumb now. Because, you know, like, mm-hmm. and feels kind of like, um, like I'm embarrassed to even admit the thing, the thoughts that were going in my mind. But like, you wonder like, oh, well, you know, cause all the things that the religious people would say, or like all these things that you grow up hearing, like, okay, well, the Holy Spirit's not going to be able to move if a gay person's on stage. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's kind of bullshit, but I mean, now, yeah. I, you know, but like, those are the things that you kind of like, or, you know thinking. And that's why I was very, I was like, I was paying attention to all that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like the the Holy Spirit's moving just as much as he's always moved Mm -hmm. in this place. Like nothing is different, nothing, you know? And I was like, okay, Lord, like I just, that's why I've been so curious. Like, God, what do you, what do you think? And, Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like he made it very obvious he feels the exact same way. I mean, this is dumb to say out loud too, but he feels the exact same way about you as he does about me, mm-hmm. as he does about every person ever. Yeah. Like, he loves all of us. We are all his children. Like, he loves us, you know, and he's after our hearts. So, anyways. Um, but after you sang, uh, that's when it was hard as a leader. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was definitely some things that, um, we, there was some things that you obviously were going to see. Um, Mm -hmm. you didn't hear all of it. You didn't see all of it. Um, I, (sighs) that time was hard because of the friends that left people that left the church because Mm -hmm. of it and what they said, like the things that they would say that was happening in the church because of it and just all these things. And I was just like, Oh, like this really sucks. You know, things that people that you don't expect to feel a certain way. But then there was also people that felt offended by it that have stayed around and that have totally, their hearts have changed. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
that was beautiful too to see all, just everything about it. It was hard. It was beautiful. It was life changing. It was all of these things. And the one thing that I knew that Daryl knew that the leadership knew, like we all knew we were doing what we were supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like, because we have always done everything through relationship and we have always, we like, we have made it a commitment to always do the very best we can with the people that God brings through our doors. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to like pick people out like from outside of our walls, like literally like God brings you in and we're just going to do our best. We're going to love our best. We're going to help you get to where you want to be like the best Mm -hmm. we can. And, um, so I don't know that that whole process was challenging. Yeah. And, and it's still, I mean, it's been challenging been challenging in other areas of being a leader, being a worship leader, knowing other worship leaders from other backgrounds and other churches and other states and countries and talking that through because, um, it's, it's offensive to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks to me, uh, you know, cause of course you want to be right. And I'm like, well, you know, it might not be right for you or your church, but mm-hmm. I do know that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So yeah. I can't, speak for everyone yeah i don't know i mean just listening to you like and remembering because when we're in it and people were leaving like i my feelings were hurt because i'm like dang like that still is a real thing even though i was so accepted and loved and one thing daryl always did was if someone came up and talked to me he always made sure someone was next to me like in leadership usually it was mike he always made sure someone was there in case someone said something offensive to me mm-hmm. to make sure I was safe and protected. He yeah. always, especially in the beginning, eventually like it didn't need to happen, but mm-hmm. he always had someone there protecting me. But I remember now like listening to you retell it, like part of what makes your friendship so special to me is I lost so many friends when I came out, but you lost so many friends when the church came out as accepting towards me and as we're going to put her where God's called us to put her mm-hmm. and, and following that. And we knew, I mean, me and Daryl sat down and talked about this a lot and I had to put myself in the church's shoes and knowing what y'all were risking losing. Um, and he taught me patience. Like I didn't have to, it didn't have to like flip the switch overnight because this was something that had been ingrained in all of us, myself included for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, which it was only a hundred years, you know, it didn't get put in the Bible until 1946, which I'm always talking about, but that's our whole generation. That's our parents. That's all of this. And yeah, I mean, it's ingrained in who we are, what we know, everyone we know. Yeah. Um, Especially if you've grown up in church, you know? Yeah. And so I had to do that too, but like you, you went through that same loss in a way when the people were leaving Mm -hmm. and, um, I do remember that time, like, but just hearing it again, I'm like, man, you did have to go through that. And that's something that I always try to say on the podcast is like, as an LGBTQ person, we have to remember that our people who are loving us, our allies are also having to come out in certain ways. Mm -hmm. And you even like talking about like you, 
not everyone knows this, but like you have this, God is using you in these amazing ways and letting you be with um, different worship leaders from all over the place and recording with them and songwriting with them. And um, I'm glad he's not taking you away from us because we love having you in Amarillo, but I know you have the potential and the gift to be somewhere else mm-hmm. um, on bigger stages, but you're having to come out again because our church has done something different that is totally outside of the norm. And that's something that more is always since I've been at more been about, not just for us, but for different, for different communities that are outcasts. Like yeah. we're a church where it's come as you are, not as you should be. Like, we don't want you to fit a mold. We want you to just be uniquely who you are because that's where your gifts are going to shine the most. And that, um, yeah. just listening to you talk, I was like, man, like, I don't think you understand. I know it's hard right now for some things that you're walking through in a new season, but I don't think you understand the amount of influence you're going to have on other churches. You're going to reach other churches that I can't reach because you're the straight voice. Like I hate the straight and the gay and the thing, but you are, and you have a different perspective and you've walked this journey that is challenging, but yeah. I see the Lord moving all over the country. There's so many, like you said, like he loves me, like he loves you. He loves every LGBTQ person the same that he does the straight person. Yeah. And he was a friend to the outcasts. Yeah. And he still is. But yeah. we're in this process where we're learning to do that as humans. Like the script is flipping. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you realize how much influence you're going to have on other gay people who you may never even meet, but because you influence someone who you met through worship to love someone, to take the time to listen to their story and listen to their heartbreak and listen and put themselves in their shoes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how else are you supposed to do relationship? You know, like that's really all it comes down to is having a genuine relationship. It's not seeing you on church at church on Sunday, like, Hey, you know, um, it's living life. <laughs> yeah. It's going through hard things and talking about hard things. And even, you know, like, I'm sure that there were some questions or some things that I have said. I know that there has been over the years, you know, not knowing what I was even saying or things mm-hmm. that probably hurt your feelings or things like, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I always thought like, Oh, I wonder if I'm going to like hurt her by asking this question or, you know, whatever. But Um, it's important to have that kind of friendship, like for you to actually be able to speak into a life of someone, like you have to have that kind of friendship. You can't just, you can't just go to someone and speak into their life because you think you know better. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's important, like for just the whole journey. Like if there was a church that has been facing, you know, like the same thing, like, of having, um, you know, I don't know, like of never having gay people on their team and then, you know, okay, now there's this opportunity, like where do we, how do we do that? You know, Mm -hmm. I would just say like be in relationship, like break bread together, drink wine together, like have have relationship, talk about the things, talk Mm -hmm. about all the things, you know, because – that's what's going to change your change your perspective. And, and I feel like in those times, like that's where the Holy Spirit has really like molded me 
so much. Um, and I don't know. It's just, I don't know. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something I always talk about. I've talked about a lot on the podcast is if there's someone that you don't understand or you might even take offense to their type of life, Dara would always say, invite them over for dinner and break bread and drink wine and get to know them. Yeah. And um, I haven't mentioned it, but Daryl was also Catherine's father-in-law. And um, it's crazy that he was like the one that called you and, you know, and, like he's... Mm-hmm always going to live in this story but um it's always a thing it's like not only did we meet together and sing but like me and i didn't mean to do that already me and um i'm sorry it's okay me and maddie had you over for dinner trey was traveling um when we first met trey was still traveling for work and so we had you over for dinner and you i remember you brought like flowers for maya and i think i made you salmon the first time Mm. we which I make is, that salmon all the time yeah, because of like you. Band dinner, we always have the salmon. Um, but then Trey was in town and we got to have dinner together. And me and you, like, we hit it off so well that we were really nervous about how it's going to be because, you know, Maddie's a girl. But Trey and Maddie were like, yeah, they totally besties right they away. It. Yeah. And so we were so excited. But it wasn't just me and Catherine, it was like, we got to know y'all and y'all's marriage. I think helped me I know helped me in my marriage because I didn't have um, we have like one friend who's like our locally anyways that's like the boys they're married Tino and Matt yeah um but like we needed more friendships that were like marriages that were healthy and like I heard you saying yesterday, like Daryl would always say, like arguing is one of the most intimate things in a marriage. And I've always thought about that. Like mm-hmm. I grew up thinking my parents broke up because they fought and they argued, but it's like, how are you arguing? Yeah. Are you doing, are it you hearing right each way. other? Are yeah. you taking that into consideration? So I always think about that. Like, mm-hmm. um, but watching you and watching Matt and Amber and all these and Daryl and Wendy and, all these amazing marriages, Camelia and Troy, Katrina and Vincent, like there were just so many giants that got put in our lives. Mm-hmm. And for me, most of my friends are straight, but like, I don't want it to, like my end goal and what the deep desire of my heart is that it's not this, oh, they're the gay couple and they're the straight couple. We're just people. We're just human, which is what I think it was always intended to be. Yeah. But there's these lines have been drawn in the sand that were never meant to be there. These boxes. God has been put in a box. What Christianity should be has been put in a box. And more has done such a good job of breaking those boxes and erasing the lines in the sand and being like, just come. Let's just do a relationship. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, like come come and do relationship with each other. Yes. Like that's very, that's like yeah. vital. But come and build a relationship with God, like Mm -hmm. build a relation, like letting people come and not feel like they can't step closer because of, they have to get their act together. Yeah. Like, because you are judging them and you are thinking that they're doing something wrong. And so, you know, like putting that barrier. Cause I think that, um, just in general growing up, like you feel like, Oh, if you, 
have done something wrong, mm-hmm. like whether it's hidden or whether it's exposed, yeah. you can't go to God. Um, you have to, you know, clean yourself up first. Yeah. And that's the important thing, I think, that, you know, I think churches are doing a better job of it now, like um, just allowing people like Jesus died for you. Yeah. And everything that you've ever done and ever will do. And like, you need to come to him like a child. Like you yeah. need to come to him and have, have a relationship, build a relationship with Jesus and let him figure it out. Like yeah. y'all figure out your life. Like yeah. God's the only yeah. one that can help you figure out your life. Mm-hmm. You know, at least like, yeah. I don't know, the deepest things that maybe you don't even know about. Like it's not another person's job. And, um, I don't know. It's our job to love one another. It's our job to bring, and as a church, it's our job to bring people, break down the barriers between them and God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what, what, I think that's what Moore tries to do, is just show people Jesus because Jesus changes our lives. (laughs) Yeah. And y'all have done a good job. And now I'm part of it, but... Yeah. I feel like more is different though. Like as far as churches, like, cause I feel like right now there's even a line in the sand of accepting or not accepting. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you have to be like, you know, um, I mean, I guess it would just say like, inc- was that is inclusive, that what, inclusive or, yeah. or uh, is that what no, you, it's no, it's not it's called something else. Affirm, affirming? Okay, affirming, affirming. Yes, it's affirming. Like, you have to be affirming or non-affirming. And um, that's been interesting, too, um, because I feel like more is not a complete one-way. We haven't one-way. said that, and Daryl never wanted to say that yeah. because he didn't want it to be about that. And it it took me by offense. Like, me and Daryl had some deep conversations, yeah. and I would get irritated with him. <laughs> But we kept going we and we did. challenged each other. Yeah, but he he didn't want it to ever be affirming. And then as he would explain it, he like he didn't want it to be about that. Like yeah, he wanted it to look different. It wasn't that he didn't want us there and to have a seat at the table. That was always he always wanted us to have a seat at the Absolutely, table. But the yeah. word affirming and the amount of pressure that's put on that. Um, that's what it was. It was like well, this because with that word comes all these rules that. Mm-hmm have been made and in place like yeah just like non-affirming like mm-hmm. it's like and at that i think that's been um as a leader that's been interesting to explain to mm-hmm. people like well are you affirming or not affirming like well i mean we're affirming to people like yeah, we <laughs> like love we, people. we love people and we love god like it's just really interesting because people want black and white like they mm-hmm. want like hot or cold like I don't know, like one way or another. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, we kind of, uh, I think some people are, are offended by that, that we kind of just, we don't say, you know, yeah, that we don't say affirming or non-affirming. Yeah. We're we're definitely not non-affirming. No. But we're not like, we're not putting that affirming label on it because of all the rules and all the place that people are like, well, if you are, then blah, blah, blah. So I just, I think it's very interesting. Um, we're just kind of taking it one step at a time, what we, what we've been given, mm, you know, yeah. like trying to do our best. And I just, like, I don't think I've ever said this to you, but like, 
I'm just so thankful. Like I'm so thankful for you and Madi, like being so being patient and like, even when you've been hurt, Mm -hmm. like you are so strong, like you are so full of integrity and just like who you are. And I don't know your heart, you're very kind and you just, I don't know, like, just thank you for being patient with us. Like, thank you for just doing, I don't know. It's just being a part of our family and knowing that it's messy, like being a family, being, being human is messy and we're just all trying to do the best we can. And I just feel like without that, we wouldn't be here today. Like without your patience Mm -hmm. and even the, you know, like, I mean, there's so many factors to it, but I really believe like if, if you and Madi like were offended and the first time you got offended, you're like, Oh, I'm out of here. Like mm-hmm. I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, there have been so many times that that has been the case in places. And yeah. um, it's like, because the fear of being rejected and being hurt mm-hmm. is so real um, and can be so hurtful. So I just wanted to tell you that I'm <laughs> proud of you and I love you. And I'm just thankful that, you haven't given up that you you're not going to give up and now i mean it's like we're at this point now it's like oh yeah we're ne- like we're never giving up on each other mm-hmm. like you're never giving up on me i'm never giving up on you yeah. like we're i don't know there's like a bond that comes with the patience and the things the this journey gritty life hard things that you go through and talk through and that's what like uh kind of goes back to what Daryl would say about like arguing or confrontation or Mm -hmm. like facing the hard things like creates a bond like it's it's this intimate friendship bond that Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have with people like as a as a family yeah i don't know even with god yeah you know go to god with the hard things like we are made like god wants us to wrestle with him Mm -hmm. about things like he wants us to bring the things and like i don't understand this lord like yeah why you know so yeah and that's something um i think the reason we were able to be patient is when we knew it was about more than just us like what we were there to do and what we're there to do still even the whole reason we started the podcast Mm -hmm. was it's not just about us it's about we feel and have been given so many words which is the other crazy thing about more is we've been given words from the stage in front of everyone as a couple Mm-hmm. not just like individually quietly like it's happened like god's just like y'all y'all are meant to do something y'all and so we've always believed our marriage um was supposed to help like it was like the younger version of ourselves to like make your life easier know you can have faith and so when we were at more and we were struggling like yeah it was hard and you saw me cry and you saw me get mad and um it was about more than us. And there's more and more people that come that are LGBTQ. I'm, me and Daryl were so hopeful for the day that it was just like, it was just a blend, you know, that there was more and more people, not just a handful. Um, because we knew that day would come. So it was like, it wasn't this small picture. Oh, this offended me. Like things are going to offend me in life. Well, Daryl, Daryl didn't, you know, Daryl wanted it to be a place for literally just anyone, like for anyone to come in and feel welcome, not just, 
just gay people or not no. just people that have just gotten out of prison or not just straight people or not just church people or not just people have been rejected. I mean, literally everyone. every, like a place for everyone yeah. to feel included and feel welcomed yeah. and not feeling like they, um, their current circumstances or their past circumstances or anything affected how they could come to God. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like one thing, I don't know. Maybe I think I said this in like my last sermon or something. But it was it was Daryl. He um he said something about removing like I can't remember what it was called. It was like the road um to oh it was like it's somewhere in the Bible and it's um it's where these people were told to go clear the road mm-hmm. to these cities of refuge. I remember. Yeah. And he was like, it was the last staff meeting yeah. he was ever at. And yeah. uh, we were talking about that. And he was saying like something about the cities of refuge. And, and in the Bible, there's a place that, you know, these um, people that have like accidentally committed a crime or oh. um, like, you know, they were going to get killed or they were going to get punished before, you know, people were after them or whatever. Um, they could run. There was these roads to these cities of refuge where they couldn't be touched bef- before they could be tried by a judge or mm-hmm. like something. And it was just really interesting. And, and he said that something about it. And then he said, I feel like that's what my purpose in life is. He, he was like to remove the like. Because in the cities or cities of refuge, there were people in the Bible that were told to go clear the roads mm-hmm. because the people would be running and they like, so that the people wouldn't catch, like wouldn't trip or like, so the people would know like that this is the road, like, you know, and that they could mm-hmm. just run safely. And, um, it's like removing that, removing the blockages of like what people think like between them and God, God being the city of refuge and mm-hmm. you being the person on the run trying to get to him. Daryl's like, I feel like my life, my life's purpose is to remove all the barriers, all the barriers. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like, I just thought that was so, so sweet. And then Lyndall was like, that needs to be a sermon series. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, never got to be, but yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day somebody else will maybe do you. it. <laughs> maybe me. You maybe. Um, sorry. Go on no. bunny trail. No, we do that sometimes. Uh, no, that was just, I th- I do think that's the reason we didn't leave is like we knew what we signed up for mm-hmm. when we got married, when we saw God in each other, and that's why we got married three months later. Like we knew we had a bigger purpose than just being married. And, and then when more was accepting and um, I think when knowing that the elders had voted for me to be, on the worship team and knowing the age group they were in, which is statistically not going to be the age group that's going to vote for us. It's going to be like, cause that was their generation. Knowing that it was like, no, like we know what we're traveling together. It's not about us. It's about being that refuge for the person who's been hurt mm-hmm. by another church in town or by, you know, wherever, even if now we're online, if it's a church out of town, um, mm-hmm. Because there's this girl that 
I was talking to who's local and I've invited them. They went to um, Power Church mm. and were told they needed to respect the church and the people that go to it and that the church felt disrespected by them being there. And I was like, first of all, what? that isn't a church. Mm-hmm. That's a religion. You know, like that's. They, they were just going? They, mm-hmm. they weren't. Yeah. They weren't like trying to sign up to sing or anything. They're just there. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, I was that like, totally that's not a church. You need to come to more. I was, I was out of town when I had found out. I was like, my friend will be there. She's leading. I'll tell her you're coming. She yeah. loves meeting new people. <laughs> she really does, y'all. I'm like, I'm like, Catherine, do you have to talk to everyone? I, I miss like you. it. I like meeting. She does. I just get jealous. That's the truth. Oh, my god. Maddie knows you're it. Like, you're just sad she's not spending time with you. Okay. <laughs> I tell her that. Even when you're out of town, I'm like, just remember, I'm you're your best. You're my friend. You're I'm your best. my bestie. <laughs> I have a lot of besties, though. She says this, but it's fine. <laughs> she's like, really? But I'm the only one. I'm the one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the one, Catherine. That's funny. What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Confessions from the Closet. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm so thankful that Catherine finally got to be on this episode. And if you've been around since last year, thank you for being a loyal listener for now one year of Confessions from the Closet. If you like this week's episode, we will have part two of Catherine next week where we get a little bit more in depth of all the trauma that we've walked through this past year. Thank you so much again for listening this week and we will see you next week. Thanks. Hey! Ah! Stop! I knew you were going to do it! Express